0: Cosmetic
1: hey, thanks for joining us on the Cosmetic Podcast. Cosmetic
0: means being a person or thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or
1: energizing. We're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Roderick Ross. I'm Keith Benson.
0: So today our topic is know your worth, right?
1: Right. And so how much would that be? I mean, hey. This feels like a trick question. Okay, I won't go there then.
0: I'm talking about when it, when it comes to your workspace and, and how much you mean to an organization and how you can use that to to leverage or influence, like really understanding your value in an organization is critical if you want to move up, if you want to impact change, if you want to learn and grow and thrive, but you got to be able to assess realistically, right?
1: Cause realistically that's, that's that's the the, word,
0: right because realistically that's the key
1: word right because my value what I think I'm worth versus what the organization well thinks what
0: about. I think you were
1: yeah mm. I know you. ain't nobody <laughs> got enough money for that right there
0: I, that's True.
1: Thank you for that compliment. You're
0: welcome.
1: <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah, you got to really know your value, and really, like I said, realistic. I think is a, is a really, really good uh, good term to to be able to use because so many people uh, put value on themselves that maybe it's not quite there. You do you? I don't know if you did this. Uh oh. But. You know, coming out of college, because everybody says a college degree is what you, you know, aspire to get, right? Uh-huh. So you can go out and get a good job. Right. And so then when you read the job description, so you're a senior, you just just and you read a job description, and you say, okay, college degree, <laughs> check, I got that. Uh-huh. Um, You know, not that much experience. Okay, well, I've worked, you know, one summer I worked here, another summer I worked there. So that's two years. Of experience. Wow! Right, and it's an executive director position.
0: Wow! Yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't. That sounds really um <laughs> like something you did. Yeah, I didn't do that.
1: No, I, but I was, a you know a when I'm when, when I'm reading resumes and uh, I'm getting I get these you know for some of our maybe senior level positions. Uh, but it's like people think that their value or their worth is way more than what it may be to the organization well i think sometimes there's a trip
0: up in what you what you value as opposed to how valuable you are and so what they may value in those instances instances is that pay right like like that compensation but your value may not necessarily make you a competitive candidate for that particular role okay I know <laughs> I, I, and that's just me speculating right so there is right.
1: that <laughs> yeah. and so when we talk about um, you know you're in in the workspace you know how what is your how what is your worth and then we take a look at you take a look at what's your uh, role and responsibility and yep. some of that is um, coming to your bottom line so how much uh, financial responsibility do you have especially in the YMCA uh, if you're looking to be an executive director CEO or VP um, you know, it's sad in some cases mm-hmm. That people look at just how much financial responsibility yeah, that your you, portfolio uh, you know, your size. portfolio yeah. is, is really yeah. worth. But there is still some benefit in some of that right there. So take a look at that bottom line. What are you responsible for and how do you get more of that in order to uh, do Get the job that you you may look at, you may want down the road,
0: and the other thing too is how much do you contribute to the mm-hmm. bottom line, right? So the work that you're doing, or the things that you're responsible for, the spaces that you're you're aiming to be the content expert in, how much does that increase the bottom line for the organization? How, how do they then begin to equate that, like, wow, monetarily, what could happen if we lose this person, or or if this person and decides that they don't want to do this for us or whatever the case may be. So that's another way of kind of assessing um, your value through bottom line analysis. Did Mm -hmm. I just make up something new and fancy? Bottom line analysis? I don't know. I'm
1: pretty sure the financial world has figured that terminology out. But that's okay. It's
0: new to me. It's new. There you go. Well.
1: Uh, So, we we have a lot of uh, YMCA program directors that listen to the podcast, and one of the things that they are, uh, you know, they're maybe not in charge of that much bottom line financial responsibility, but you still got to show your worth, like you like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But when you take a look at, if I, I would say to any program director out here, take a look at what you're doing. And so mm. while your budget, as let's just use team director as an example, while your budget may be say fifty thousand dollars, right? But what type of money is the organization raising based on the work that you're doing. Right. It may not go to your specific branch, but it may be spread out and you're contributing to that right there. So you gotta be able to look at your role as that, well man, I only have fifty thousand. Well, yes, directly. But indirectly you may be helpful for your annual campaign at your branch. Mm-hmm. You know, your annual campaign may be you know, $200,000 uh, um, at your branch. And you are part of that uh, that rate right there. So mm-hmm. I think there's some different ways that you can look at, you know, kind of what's your worth versus just from that uh, specific bottom line.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, also remember too that How much is the work that you're doing attributing to the cause of the organization? How is it allowing the organization to really talk about their mission and why they exist and and give concrete examples on why they're excellent at what they do? You know, how does what you're doing in the bottom line and how you affect the bottom line allow the organization to go out and maybe potentially get other dollars, mm-hmm. whether it's from funders or partnerships. And so, even though that's not in your direct line of responsibility, you're absolutely affecting, um you know, your association or the overall big picture. It's, it's about kind of raising your head sometime and having a a more global perspective.
1: Yeah, and when you're out there, you're determining what your worth is. You're saying, I do this. I or do that, or do this. Make sure that you are taking a look at the time that it takes in order to, to do mm. something. And so, yeah, while this presentation may be very important that you may have coming up, right? Like, you can't spend eight hours a day do, preparing for a presentation. You got to be able to balance that out right there. So, you're taking on these extra stretch assignments that we may, may, we may call them, but you got to make sure that you're balancing out all of your time all together in order to, again, show what your worth is all about. About.
0: Yeah, you know, there seems to be this, this conundrum that's occurring or that people are reckoning with. This whole idea around time is money and busyness. Like, if you're mm-hmm, constantly mm-hmm. running and you're quote-unquote busy, busy, does that also mean that you're productive and you're valuable? Or are you filling your time with things that are, that may not necessarily be game-changer kind of activities, but you just you want to look busy because somewhere in the translation of things that looking, that quote unquote looking Mm -hmm. busy translates to people like oh they must be valuable but they must be important they're really doing big things like no maybe they got poor time management business (laughs) doesn't equal
1: productivity no it doesn't not at all not at all and you can't think that um you can't think that people value your business because Mm. it has to be the right type of business in order to get to some productivity that's going to help us out whether that be towards the bottom line or whether that be from an influence standpoint You cannot equate busy and productivity as being the same. You
0: know, now that you say that, right, I just thought too. even from a a leadership perspective, if you are um, providing leadership for folks, giving them these tasks that keep them busy, right, and keep them constantly moving and kind of buzzing like little bees without allowing space for people to be strategic and intentional and thoughtful uh, and slow down also decreases a person's value to the organization mm-hmm. um, inadvertently I, I can't I would hope that people aren't doing that intentionally just giving folks little menial busy jobs just to see them doing something but as a leader and your value to an organization as a leader you gotta kind to assess are you inundating your folks with just tasks for no reason
1: yeah no, tasks you know, oh, mm, mm, just stuff hit, yeah this stuff like stuff you do to keep kids busy so they don't get in
0: trouble and you just need a minute
1: right this is the workplace no let's let's give people valuable work and like leaders uh, that are out there hey take some of that stuff off your plate and give that to somebody again if you see the potential in them like not something just busy okay we're not talking about an intern we're talking about a full time employee that's on your staff like give them the right stuff so that they can be one productive we can make the organization more productive and it gives even more Worth to that individual,
0: and it increases your worth, right? Because yeah. you just freed up your time to do really exactly. some impactful things.
1: Now, what can you do? Now, while you're taking on these scratch assignments, now uh, don't don't keep your mouth closed. You you got to let some folks know about what what you're doing.
0: Okay, so but now, so here so here's the thing. There's a nuance to that, right? Right, because it's a very thin line between singing praises. and and obnoxious. Right. And I, I, unfortunately have seen way too many obnoxious people.
1: Yeah, there's a fine balance of yeah. that right there. So, please understand yeah. that when we're talking about singing your praises, you know, and telling somebody, it is not that, hey, in the meeting, uh, I did this, I did this, I, did. yeah, you gotta count them eyes because <laughs> somebody else gonna count the eyes also. You gotta count the
0: eyes? <laughs> count the eyes.
1: If you just said eyes three, four times in a meeting, like, uh, you, 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 you hit
0: you, your eye quota. Yeah, okay. and so,
1: That ain't singing your praises, that's just (laughs) just you being maybe a little arrogant, or you uh, out there just putting yourself out there a little bit more. But you do want to put yourself in a position where you can um, make sure that other people are knowing what you're doing if you have interest in growing in the organization, because the days are gone that you can just be in a job for 15 years, and then you get your promotion. you got to be able to share that. One of the things I um, share with my staff is that, hey, make sure one, I do a Mm -hmm. self-evaluation at the mid-year, as well at the end of the year and I do that because I want to there's some things that I may miss Mm -hmm. now you know the memory um uh oh oh I forgot (laughs) (laughs) no I'm just joking I'm joking I'm joking joking. (laughs) the memory's is not always good when those th- that mid-year review comes around and the uh, end of the year come around so you want to I i like for my staff to hey do a self-evaluation on yourself mm-hmm. make sure you don't leave out all the great things that you you've done yeah now, i try to do a job on keeping uh some type of documentation on staff I'll, what I'll do is I'll take just a blank word document and yep. title it somebody's name and I'll just highlight throughout the year just type in there mm-hmm. no form, no formality to it but just type in there what they've done so that I can recall when that mid-year review comes around and when that mm-hmm. end of the year come around to what some of the things that they've done yeah. but, um, but I, again I share with staff that hey doc, do that same type of documentation mm-hmm. for yourself so that you can make sure you're getting credit for the great things that you've done.
0: You know and while there are some people who it really seems to be intuitive to them on how to sing their own praises without crossing that line into obnoxiousness but for the folks that aren't that that doesn't come to them naturally it doesn't seem like kind of a duh these are the things you do there are a couple of things that you can do to sing your praises or to help you develop that skill one of them is when you're talking about your accomplishments make sure you're only talking about you're highlighting or you're amplifying the accomplishments that you have evidence for Mm -hmm. right so it's not about because i felt really good doing something or because because you know sometimes we get into passion projects at work and we do the things that we really feel strongly about but are they necessarily that important to the organization where you should really be talking about it i don't know look for the evidence um so that you can tell people exactly what you did exactly what you did well and how you took something from point a to point b and keep that evidence in a scorecard right Mm -hmm. like you said you know twice a year you are doing. Doing this this activity to make sure that you're documenting these things because you know sometimes you can go to sleep and reset and be like what did I do my right. son? I right. don't even want you know, and then everyone um, hopefully has really trusted either colleagues or people close in their circle, possibly a personal board of directors, mentors, people that you use as references. Well, don't only interface with them when it's time for you to apply for a position and you want to put their, their information, right? on right. a job application. Like, involve them and use them to kind of give you some feedback and help you be realistic right. about some things, right? Get, get your truth tellers. You may not like it but everyone needs their their trusted truth tellers close to them look for your patterns right so Mm -hmm. look for the things that you tend to excel in look for the things that you seem to gravitate towards and that you seem to do well naturally um and document those and most of all listen to your inner voice like read the room get your eq up know when it's time for you to kind of self-promote and when it's time for you to just it's not about me this very second. This might be a little bit inappropriate because there's nothing worse than you're talking about a big strategy and someone hijacks the space because they're like, I, 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 me, 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 me. And it's like, okay, great. But that's not even what we were talking about right now. So there are some it, things to do. Right,
1: get smart too. Like understand mm. the operations of not just your area, but find out how to get into those right meetings so you can understand all the other spaces. Yeah. So again, if we're talking YMCA team directors who who may be out there, program director who may be listening r- right now, understand what does the associate exec does. Mm. I mean, one day you may if we. T- taking a look at things just from a traditional standpoint, program director to associate exec or senior program director to exec, understand what that next level up. And I would even say, understand what two levels up does Mm. so that you can be a part of the greater conversation. Because when you go out here and look for jobs right now, it's not about you looking for that next job. It's really two jobs from now that you want to look at so that you can have some aspiration while you're in the particular space that you're in uh, right now. Because, Mm -hmm. um, as a program director, you should be the CEO of your program for that area, and that's a different way of looking. Some people look and I'm just I'm just a program director. I say no, 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 no. What'd you say? No, 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 no. I sound like I sing. No, 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 no. But look at yourself as a CEO because. Your resp- that's your responsibility. Yeah, that's your... If it's a $50,000 yeah. budget, hey, you manage that $50,000 budget. Yeah. And then if it is not... A, when I was a program director, I, I didn't... When I first got to I didn't know what raising money was. Mm-hmm. But here's what I do: I know how to survive just from a personal standpoint. Right. And so, therefore, like if my kids that I was uh, responsible for, if they wanted to go somewhere, I had no problem with, hey, Miss Ross, can you give me some money? Because I my, my
0: babies need to go here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so,
1: I remember my first big gift... Ten thousand. I still remember like oh, it was just you felt four, fancy? man because we wanted to take the kids on a on a on a trip to uh out you know, out of the, uh, out of the state uh-huh. and um we each year we did some type of missions trip and so um I went and asked for that ten thousand dollars man i remember oh man i was on cloud nine that man you really applied for that job yeah. then that but, you wasn't but, qualified
0: for the exact
1: No, 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 brother, brother, brother got qualified real quick. Because you got (laughs) $10,000. Because the thing that I understood was that, hey, my budget didn't say that I could do this. So therefore Uh I had to go get the money. Right, right, right. I understood that right there. And
0: you weren't stopped by the fact that your budget didn't say
1: you couldn't do this. Here you go.
0: What, what was that? You that's my knock doors? on the door. <laughs> I know how to knock on some door and get
1: the money, but you got to be able to understand that your overall organizational operation, right? Right. So that right, you right. can So that you can move forward.
0: The other thing that you can do is when you when you begin to kind of look at and get close to two or three levels ahead or where you want to you know be aspirationally, you start to build connections. That's another thing that helps you in uh, you know increase your influence and makes you more valuable to uh, an organization. Is you begin to build. Build those connections with other people it's like you, you you're you're kind of like the spidey web keeper of the webbery is that a thing so
1: you just made the
0: thing. Okay, I made the thing. So, right, like you're, you're that linchpin. You're that one that you can like, hey, how about this? How about this? Let's connect this. Let's make this, you know, work with this. Uh, and building your connections and cultivating those personal connections. Some of those people may end up becoming mentors and right. or your personal board of directors. They may give you the cheat codes, right? They may, you know, give you a heads up on opportunities or really walk alongside you with stretch assignments. But most of that comes when you are building that connection and people feel like they can trust you, that you're real about you know, wanting to, to be valuable and wanting to get to the next level and that you are, in fact, a valuable asset to the organization and they definitely want to do what they can to, to keep you engaged.
1: And you talk about the networking. A lot of times people think the networking is about exchanging of business cards. Mm. And I would tell you, somebody uh, was doing a, a show one time and somebody said that you know, with networking, it's like in the beginning, yeah, you may do that exchange of business card thing but the longer you're in the game what happens is that you're not out there trying to meet a thousand people all mm-hmm. at one time That's it is right. about how your relationships that you and have that so true. goes deeper yes. with those individuals not
0: wider. Yeah. and and i would say yeah. also
1: early on is that if you're if you're the young program director i um, mean you're just getting out there instead of Asking, you know, holding your hand out to, mm-hmm. for something to mm-hmm. people, uh, put put it out to them to show them your worth and so how you can be a benefit, how you can be a value to them, yeah. Versus just asking them for something, right? You and straight off the bat, right? Yeah, you that's a little, That's a little different twist right there because yeah. a lot of times people are at the guards like, oh, here we here go. Here we go. What, what do what want, you want? I just want to help um, you with whatever
0: and really go. mean that, right? right? Like really mean it without an expectation of a boomerang effect that as soon as you finish helping that they're going to do something for you. But I will say that first, maybe senior program director, operations director uh, role that I got, and I got them business cards, I was giving them
1: to everybody.
0: I was so proud of those little cards. It was so excellent.
1: Now, the game has changed now, though. Right? You don't want to buy your business cards anymore. And so, I'm going to give y'all a little cheat code Uh for those who listen. So, if you're in a meeting and you don't have that business card to exchange. I wouldn't even take business cards. So here's the way Yeah, I because
0: you, you lose them and you put them in Nah, air.
1: but that, that ain't the reason.
0: Uh-oh. That's the excuse. What's the excuse? Is that, that oh, oh, I don't I have lost. no business card. So uh-huh.
1: what's your number? Let me just put my number right in there. So that way you're automatically getting the number. And you can also text a person right away so they can lock you into their phone. I
0: don't want to ask people for their phone numbers like that. That feels, I don't know, line
1: crosser-ish. Okay.
0: But you know what else you could do? like LinkedIn has this find people near me right and so if you're on LinkedIn and they're on LinkedIn you can activate this this button and it finds everyone near you who's on LinkedIn and when you go and meet that person you just boop connect right there
1: okay that's that's a good one right there.
0: I don't Thing because I wouldn't. Some people I don't well, want to give them my the number. But here's the thing though:
1: is that <clears throat> your millennials, <throat> your millennials nowadays, don't, well,
0: don't you care sure
1: are right? Um, because I'm borderline millennial. So I was uh, I <laughs> met,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that border so <laughs> far. Hey, come I'm on! Sorry,
1: man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed <laughs> to go there. I was uh I, I was trying to exchange numbers with somebody the other day, and it was like, well, let me give me a p- pen and a piece of paper. You asked and, them
0: for a pen and a piece of paper. No, 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 oh. they did. Oh. They did.
1: But this was a this was a this was a millennial. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, because he didn't think that like normally what he does is oh, just exchange numbers. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, uh, but he just he said, well, OG, <laughs> <laughs> OG Vincent.
1: <laughs> Quiet. I think that's what <laughs> I didn't know you did it like that. I, I
0: didn't know, <laughs> sir. I apologize. <laughs> uh, but
1: knowing your worth is just so so yeah. important. I mean, yeah. when you're talking about trying to um, get to that next step in your, your career, um, you got to be able to make sure your value is documented, and you got to keep track of that along, along the way. Others are not going to do that. It'll help you also when you are writing your resume out, mm. um, because a lot of times what people will do is, they will basically put their job description down on a resume and they won't um, list at all their accomplishments what they put down there. That's very different too. You got to be able to show your value, show your your work to people when you, um, you know, uh, writing your resume out.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, you hit on something right there. Like I get, you know, a decent amount of individuals who will say, hey, can you look at my resume? Can you check this out? Can you give me the feedback? And inevitably, more times than night, that's exactly what's on their resume is just, they just kind of reformulated or reshaped their job description as Mm -hmm. opposed to really talking about their accomplishments. When I got here, it was this and when I left or currently is that. I took this from here to there and it was important because of this, that, and the other thing. Which... If I was looking at the resume, I think I would ask myself the question, so did you do anything? Exactly. Right? Like, That's so right. there's that assessment of value straight off the bat that you can really, you can control that assessment just a little bit right. by what you put on that piece of paper.
1: You know, here's a big one, though, is Uh-oh. Shut up and listen. Mm. I ain't supposed to say shut up. Well, we grown folks. So well, can we say, say then. Hey, Mm. So when you're in a meeting, just listen, just observe. Uh you don't I'm not saying that you go through a whole meeting, don't say anything, but some things you just sit back and, and take listen. it all in mm. and, and understand the conversations mm-hmm. that people have. If you're in a meeting with senior senior leaders and they're get into this one-on-one kind of conversation mm-hmm. and it's some um, meat in that conversation mm-hmm. like oh man maybe I'm like oh yeah, yeah let me sit ear. back sit back and, listen. and just listen that ain't that ain't that ain't time for you to put your voice in and even if you're a senior leader sometimes that I, I would tell you my man kirk hazel baker our uh-huh. ceo here at the uh ymc metropolitan dallas kirk sits back and listens. He so,
0: absolutely does, he,
1: consistently. Yeah, we, you, you yeah. know, just yeah. just uh, a meeting or two ago, uh, senior leader meeting, uh, Rod and myself, we're in the meeting, and he's just putting out questions and it's about direction of the organization and he is allowing the room to lead and guide that versus saying alright hey this is the direction we're going to go what do you all want to do because mm-hmm. if he said that like that then why we even got right. you already just, made up your mind
0: it would have just boxed in I, I mean sometimes you just got to let folks wander in that conversation but he is absolutely he really is skilled at that because he does it so consistently mm-hmm. like you would think okay he only engaged is that, that tactic with his senior leaders. But I've seen him go into meetings with all kinds of people, no matter whether it's volunteer, whether it's a program director, whether it's a part-time, and he's not posturing. He doesn't come in there and pretend I have all the answers to all the questions ever in the universe. He just really comes in to listen. And even when he's listening, so this is the other nuance I picked up. Even when he's listening... To kind of understand where you are Because there is something that he has to tell you Or there is something that he has to explain In terms of an imperative for the organization Or whatever the case may be You don't get the sense that he's only listening As just kind of a behavior Because he always had, he already has this Persuasive speech in his right. head right? right? Like it seems that there are times That he's listening He may know he has to tell you something Or give you an imperative But there's something in the conversation That'll make him say well hmm Let me rethink that for a second. And and we may revisit that. And and then he circles back and he gives the people what they want. Like, imagine listening and someone tells you what they want and that's what you do. Mm. What a concept.
1: I tell you, that's right. What a concept. And so if you're out there, again, you're trying to, you know, determine what is your wealth. I think a couple of questions that you have to ask yourself. So, you know, what do you want to be known for? Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you want to be seen? Uh, How is this, you know, connected to what your purpose is all about?
0: Yeah. Because you
1: can go through this and, you know, trying to find your uh, value or want everybody else to know what your value is or what what you're worth. But if you don't know what your own purpose is Mm. and all of that. Right. I mean, that puts it in an awkward situation because you're going to go out there wandering out there and you're going to want somebody else to answer that question. Yeah. I want Rod to be known for this. Right, but well, that ain't what Rob want to be, be known, known for. for. They you know?
0: might want me to be known for um, nice blouses, but I want to be known for shoes.
1: Yeah, and you you are known for
0: shoes. Well, thank you. Yeah. you know, it's, you are absolutely right. So principles to remember: some dudes cultivate those personal relationships. Right, get to know and build those relationships with colleagues and with supervisors. Make it clear that you value um, listening and that you you want to give people what they ask for, um, and that you are looking to to make sure people understand and know your value and then take the steps to develop your expertise, right? But don't worry about being manipulative you know make sure you use your steps and things are evidence-based and you're documenting it and you're you're using your emotional um iq your eq to to interject when it's appropriate um don't use i too much keith said there's an i quota when you, when you say it too many times <laughs> you done said it too many times right um and then actually do the work don't get out there and start pumping yourself up and talking about oh i did this i'm known for that i'm so so excellence in this. And when people peel off just one layer of that layer, not even two or three, they realize, well, I don't really know how accurate <laughs> that is. But it, it, it everyone has value to an organization. You just have to be intentional about showing what yours is or developing what yours is.
1: Hey, so what is your worth? Mm. Uh, what is your purpose to your worth mm-hmm. right and so uh, we'd love for you guys to uh, leave us a comment or in the chat or somewhere uh, while you're out there uh, after you take a listen to this right here and thank you guys for listening to cosnetic
0: Well we're tackling topics and telling the
1: truth hey subscribe and listen and give us a 5 star review
0: and as always be dynamic be phenomenal
1: be cosnetic.